Welcome back, Padawans, to another episode of the Wannabe Jedi podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And I'm Josh. And today, Josh, we're talking about the Count, Count Dooku. Dooku! <laughs> you know, I, I I won't lie, I I knew stuff from Clone Wars and from, you know, the movies and all that stuff, but there's a lot that is in the books and comics that really just opened my eyes to who Dooku was, um, and it's pretty exciting, and, and I'm excited to get started with it. Yeah, Dooku, he wasn't my favorite Sith Lord, but... I mean, Christopher Lee, who played him in the movies, is an amazing actor. He was an amazing actor. So that's just because he played it and he took his twist in that. And he even tried to do some of the um, the stunts in like episode two when they're doing the Obi-Wan and Anakin versus Count Dooku scene. He tried to do some stuff, but some some stuff was CGI. I I'm pretty sure a lot of it was CGI. If I if I remember seeing the prequels right, <laughs> yes, a lot a lot of it was CGI. There's even some moments where like his face is like blurred and CGI mess. Yeah, you could see him like he's actually was trying to get through and uh, do some of the stunts. But yes, let's get That's into it. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So for, off the top, we're just gonna list some of the uh, items that Dooku appears in. Starting off is Dooku Jedi Lost which is a audiobook. It follows Ventress and kind of in the past with Dooku and kind of why he left the Jedi Order. That's probably going to be where a lot of this new information might come for you people because, I, like I said, I it was really interesting to read about. He's in multiple graphic novels um, as well as a lot of shorts that we see him in. And then, obviously, Clone Wars, Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, and Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Josh, do you want to know what else he's in? What else is he in? He's in Catalyst, a Rogue One novel, because he's mentioned in there. Gotcha. He's, he's mentioned and appears in a lot. Like, he appears in flashbacks, in a whole lot of things. Or Holocron, or Hologram. Holocron. Hologram. Man, I'm still getting used to season two over here. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, there's a lot. Yeah. Like I said, he's not like the most prominent Sith Lord, but he did play a prominent role in the Clone Wars, which eventually led Anakin to turn to the dark side. I mean, kind of Count Dooku was pestering him in Episode 2 when they were fighting, and even in uh, Episode 3, we see that in Clone Wars, probably in some of the comics and novels. But yeah, it's definitely, he's a little bit underrated, I think, Matt. What do you think about that? Oh, I'd agree. I think that it is a great example of how he turned from the light to the darkness and how even even when he was kind of like the the leading bad guy, he was still kind of a pawn in the in Sidious's grand plan, you know, which is kind of different than like what you would think of when you think of a Sith Lord. You think that they're the ones that have all these pawns in place when he himself was a pawn. Yeah. He was going to tell Obi-Wan in episode two, like the truth about Palpatine, but Obi-Wan didn't think it was real. True. So, I mean, he, I watched like a a video on the relationship between Count Dooku and Obi-Wan, if we want to go into that for a little bit. So Obi-Wan was, his master was Qui-Gon Jinn, and Qui-Gon Jinn's master was Count Dooku. And then Count mm-hmm. Dooku's master was Yoda, of course. But, uh, <laughs> but the lineage, the lineage, yeah. So it's kind of like Count Dooku was kind of Obi Wan's grandfather per se. So when bringing 
up Obi-Wan to Palpatine and saying, like, he could be an asset to us. He could be, like, just say an assassin or an inquisitor kind of deal. But Obi-Wan, of course, we know he is dedicated to the light side and he would never do that. But Count Dooku actually was a big advocate to have Obi-Wan on, like, the dark side. So that was, like, one of the big things within the relationship since that lineage of, of master on ma- master to master that was where count dooku had feelings for obi-wan to join them instead of being in this grand scheme and like being killed at, at the end of just say order 66 interesting i actually uh that's, that's actually super interesting yeah if you were in that situation would you have like just say you were the master and then just say two lineages later you were master grandson per se <laughs> would you would you try to to help them if if just say their master died because we know Qui-Gon Jinn died at the end of of episode 1 so i i feel like you would you would have that responsibility yeah i think you'd have that responsibility to at least try yeah so i understand it because at, which we're going to get into in a little bit but Dooku and Qui-Gon had a very unique relationship and so I think that he didn't want to tarnish that relationship by forcibly, forcibly, huh, I'm funny, <laughs> killing Obi-Wan. He wanted to at least try to bring him onto his side and help him survive first and foremost. Do you think if Qui-Gon Jinn never died at the end of episode one, do you think Count Dooku would have switched to the dark side? Because I know that was one of his influences was to switch over because... He lost faith. He he was already like rebellious, as we see. Qui Gon was already rebellious against the Jedi Council. He learned that from Count Dooku, and Count Dooku was very rebellious as well. Like a lot of Jedi didn't always believe in the protocol of the of the Council, but of course they were still part of the Jedi Order. So, yes, what would happen if Qui Gon never died? Would Count have switched? Um, I feel like we're going down that uh, Dave Filoni rant where <laughs> if Qui-Gon never died, then Anakin doesn't turn. So I would imagine that it's just a completely alternate universe where maybe Dooku doesn't turn, but it sounded like he was already separating. And one of the last straws was the fact that actually, sorry, I, I should clarify something. Josh, there is a discrepancy between when Dooku leaves the Jedi Order. Do you want to hear about it? Yeah, I do, actually. So in Age of the Republic, which is a comic, um, in the first episode of Count Dooku, and Dooku Jedi lost the audiobook that we talked about, mm-hmm. um, it established that Dooku left the Jedi Order before Qui-Gon died. Ah. However, what you're referring to is the Rise of the Separatists, which is a uh, role-playing uh, source book, mm-hmm. and that was them crediting Dooku to leave at, like his reason for leaving was Qui-Gon Jinn's death so what is canon and what's not canon I don't think that there is a correct answer however the fact that a role-playing source book versus you know uh audiobook and in comics I would tend to believe that Dooku left the order before Qui-Gon Jinn's death okay so what I said could be it, valid it could be valid. There's no definite, there's no real answer. I guess it, it's kind of up to us for the imagination. And we always like that. <laughs> However, I will say this, Dave Filoni, after the Lost Missions, 
Dave Filoni revealed that Sidious had Dooku and Maul as Sith apprentices concurrently. So it sounds like from from what how Dave Filoni phrased this, which I don't have the exact soundbite for, from the sound of it, it was always the plan for Maul not to survive mm-hmm. and for Dooku to take over as the apprentice. So I think it's more Dooku being groomed because he recognized the strength and power in Dooku Mm -hmm. over, I mean, granted, we do see now how strong Maul was and would probably have been probably one of the best apprentices for him. Yeah. But that being said, it, it does seem like it's still kind of up to the imagination. However, I don't think that he actually left. I think he left prior to Qui-Gon's death. Because I also think it would have been a contentious point between him and Maul if Maul somehow survived, which we know he does, but yeah. for Maul to be like, I killed your master, na 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 na. Like, that would be an awkward little, uh, there'd be like a rivalry within that triad. Yeah. I don't, I don't like if this is the true canon of it, where Darth Sidious had got Maul and Darth Tyrannus, which is Count Dooku, at the same time, because... That voids the rule of two, number one. And mm-hmm. also, because then you could say that Count Dooku had a role, somewhat of a role or a background role, to kill his his Padawan. I, I respect that. I mean, it, this is why it's a discrepancy. I think it can be up to how you kind of view things. And, and we'll leave that up to you, the listener. You can decide what you think is probably true. I mean, or maybe not what you probably think is true, but what, what do you think in your head is true what's your head canon uh regarding that discrepancy it's pretty it's pretty interesting yeah for me i kind of like the fact they left beforehand but not involved in maul and sidious's plot i i think that he probably joined on a little bit after that just my take yeah i could be wrong obviously there's discrepancy so it's up for debate yeah now that we've done that talking josh do you want to hear what the original like meaning of Dooku is? Sure. Let's go with it. Very first thing, this is in Earth language, like what the meanings are. Okay. So the name Dooku is based on the Japanese word doku. Okay. Uh, which means poison. Mm. So he was kind of a, a poison for the Jedi because it showed how they were kind of losing their strength at that point. Yeah. Which I think is interesting. And then when he became Tyrannus, that is the ancient. That is meant for the ancient ancient Greek word Tyrannos, which was originally used to describe uh, someone who ru- ruled over a city state after overthrowing the previous government. I mean, that's pretty much separatist Hold right on. there. Oh. Yes, but just wait; it gets even better. It was a legitimate form of business, but after a while, the name took on a different meaning. And it's, as we know it today, Tyrant. Ah, okay, okay. And that very much represents the Sith, I would say. Yeah. And the Separatists, obviously we saw through the eyes of the Clone Wars how the Separatists were controlling planets. Yeah. So I feel like it's a, it's a good tie back to culture in, on Earth with the different like naming conventions that George Lucas has used. Yeah. I agree. Whenever I think of Tyrannus, I always think of just say dinosaurs because that's the kidding me. <laughs> but <laughs> no, it does make sense. And of course, I, you know, think as a mature adult, um, 
Yeah, tyrant. He was definitely a tyrant. I mean, from the episode with uh, Lux, I think, in Clone Wars, it kind of, you get a little bit, you observe Padme. I, I hope not Jar Jar. I hope I'm, I, I kind of black out Clone Wars Jar Jar from my mind. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so you get to see Padme uh, observing her friends who are separatists and seeing how they're, they have like a, I'm going to put this in air quotes, democracy and how Count Dooku's like the leader or kind of the president of it. But all as we know from the Clone Wars, from everything that proceeds in the prequels, that he is, yeah, he's a tyrant. He's like the king of them, even though they kind of have a voting system. It's kind of, it's interesting. It's interesting. It is. It is. It's a lot of different takes. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's very interesting, though. And we're going to keep with this, uh, this talk, we're going to start going into the early life of Count Dooku after this short break. Welcome back, Padawans. We are still continuing to talk about Count Dooku, and we are going to go into his early life as a young Padawan and young child. Right, Matt? Yes. Very early on. I want to start off by saying this. Dooku is his first name. I, I was gonna I was gonna ask you this, Josh, if you think Dooku is a first name or a last name, but I know Count Dooku's We're getting last back name. into season one. <laughs> We're getting back into season one with this, yeah. So we play the game. Who's for or whose name is it? Or is it a first name or a last name? Yeah. <laughs> Yoda. But Dooku's last name is Gora. His dad was Count Gora. Which kind of sounds like a girl name, Count Gora, doesn't it? Compared to like Count Dooku, which sounds like all this like masculine, like super uh, tough guy, and then it's like Count Gora and his uh, wife uh, Countess Anya. Anya, okay. It just I always think they're like Sith lords. They're like predecessors to Count Dooku. I mean, because it's like you think of Count Dooku as a Sith lord. Like not a lot of people know that his Darth name was Darth Tyrannus. So yeah. It's like, <laughs> are they like before she? No, okay, I'm I'm just joking. But, uh, <laughs> but so Dooku was born on the planet Sereno, I believe it is, and I believe yeah. we go back to that when Obi Wan goes undercover as the bounty hunter, if I remember correctly. Yeah, because Count Dooku em- employs the bounty hunters, and then uh, Obi Wan is kind of face masked as Rako Hardeen. No, yep, Rako Hardeen. Sorry, Rako Hardeen. Rako, yeah. And yeah, like Count Dooku's doing like a test and Obi-Wan's just winning after challenge after challenge because of his Jedi instincts as well as his training. So yeah, I mean, I, I liked I liked that kind of arc in Clone Wars. I thought that was always a good one. Oh, you really got to see the Hayden Anakin in that arc. Um, yes. It actually made me... Because yes. one of the issues that I always kind of had with the prequels was that you just see Anakin all of a sudden flip. Like, instantly. And so the Clone Wars really helped you see how it was this process. It wasn't just this one event that occurred that turned him to the dark completely. Yeah. Um, so I really liked it uh, for, for that reason. And you do get to see it with that story arc that you were talking about. Yeah, he's but, re- ready to go kill the actual Reiko Hardin. Yes. And yeah, he's, he's, and you the, could, he's angry. Ahsoka's right there. And like... <laughs> it, doesn't Yoda like immediately start sensing and like, oh my gosh, this kid's trouble yeah it, <laughs> it, do i remember that correctly it's like well, he, him like freaking out being like oh my gosh here we go well obi-wan and him have like that fight 
Yes. And then next thing you know, he's like, Anakin, like, just trust me or whatever, even though, like, Anakin doesn't know that that's actually Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan, he thinks Obi-Wan's actually dead. So, yeah, you could definitely see the dark side in Anakin in this in the that story arc. Yeah. Anyhow, back to Sereno. Yes. Josh, I looked up some early concept for Sereno, and it was like a cross between Lothal okay. and Tron. It's pretty cool to see. Like you have like the neon lights around the outlining things, but it mm-hmm. looks like Lothal. Gotcha. Like the streets of Lothal. It's it's really cool. You should you should definitely check it out. I, I, um, I will if if you haven't. Anyhow, going off of that, so his parents didn't realize that they had created a force sensitive child. They were actually scared. Contact the Jedi Order, uh, telling them to come claim their son. Mm-hmm. And before the Seeker could arrive, Count Gora abandoned Dooku outside the palace on the edge of the forest without clothes or anything. Wow. No wonder he turned to the dark side. Yeah. Sereno is known for these wolves that would... Um, Eat children? Hunt. Yeah. Well, just hunt. Oh, okay. You know? And, and think about it. You have a, a small... You have an infant. Like, that infant can't defend himself against wolves. And also, the temperature does drop where it would be freezing with the lack of clothes. Did Yoda pick up Count Dooku? No, it just says a seeker. So it it was an unnamed seeker. I think that would have been a little extra to have Yoda. I know that Yoda does become... His master. Yes, but also at the same time, Yoda isn't a seeker. True. But I mean, Plo Koon picked up Ahsoka. True. When Coruscant and the Jedi Order are alerted to a Force-sensitive child, yeah, they send out a Seeker. But if it just stumbles along the way, that that's different. Yeah. So it wouldn't make sense with him being a Jedi Master. And I think at that point, Yoda was a, a was he the Grand Master at that point? I don't know if he's a Grand Master. What I really want to talk about right now is he that... is. He is. Sorry. Oh, he's... I, okay. I just I just looked it up, and yes, he is the he is the Grand Master at that time. Okay, but did you see the new concept art that Star Wars posted for Yoda yes. during the Hyde Republic? Like, that's like what my mind is going towards right now because like I want Yoda to have picked him up as like that concept art. Like that, the concept art was really cool. I really liked it. Yes, there are a lot of cool characters that look to be in the High Republic, and and I'm pretty excited. I'm, I'm excited to kind of see how they develop these characters. Uh, I think I'll definitely be picking up the books when they release. I agree. Especially with having a puppy around, I can't like play video games. It's gonna want to bite the cord and everything. So I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have to do a lot more reading. Mm. Less Battlefront Two, you know. Oh no! <laughs> can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> okay, so moving off of that, we kind of see Dooku and Sifo-Dyas became friends while they were younglings together it's kind of weird it's a weird dynamic i mean it's very poetic it's very poetic dooku at one point actually helped sifo-dyas break into a jedi the jedi archives to look at dark side artifacts so they both were were tempted yeah tempted by the dark side which is which is very interesting it makes sense in dooku's case i mean granted dooku was too young to know that his father and family abandoned him yeah but yoda actually told him about it and i just feel like that's another screw up that yoda did like i'm (laughs) sorry but yoda just keeps kind of messing up (laughs) 
Yoda, you might be the Grand Master, but what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's making some mistakes here. Like, Yoda was like, oh yeah, by the way, um, your parents, they left you for dead, but we found you. Like, gee, thanks for traumatizing me. Yeah, it depends on what, like, what age Count Dooku was, because definitely if he was a younger age, like just say a Padawan, like six or seven, which we know Yoda is training the younglings, and that's where, like, I think he might have told, I don't know, like, that's, it really so, depends. So Yoda, for context for everyone out there, in 90 BBY, Yoda and Dooku went to a galactic festival that was held on Sereno. And during that event, Dooku ran off to like kind of explore. And it turns out that basically the Jedi, Jedi Masters had to try to find Dooku and Dooku's father heard and confront heard Dooku's name, confronted Yoda, and that's how the story all got revealed. Ah, okay. I, I don't know the time like how old he was at that point if he's being run off if he's like able to run off and and yoda's like taking him along obviously like a a young a youngling's probably at least 12 years old i would say yeah maybe 10 maybe 10 too yeah so so he's like old enough to understand i would say yeah but but man that's rough that is rough so we see count dooku at least in the films and and Clone Wars, he's an older gentleman. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to talk about like the ending of Dooku. So, Matt, if you want to keep on going with his little timeline a little bit and kind of either jump around or what else you got to add? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll make it really quick. We'll fast forward to when he's a Jedi Master. I want to preface that by saying he became really good friends with Sifo-Dyas. Like really good friends where they were going on missions together. Then why did he kill him? It just that's why we're we're gonna get to that stuff. <laughs> so what's really interesting is when Dooku became master, like got to the rank, mm-hmm. he created his own lightsaber, and it was the curved hilt. It was blue, but it was a curved hilt, which is known for a makashi. Yes, but it was based around a like that curved hilt is only known to the Sith. A, a dark Sakai or Sakya Sakya sorry mm, Darth okay. Sakya was the only one to use a curved hilt to that point so it was deemed like a Sith type of hilt and he created that for himself to have as a lightsaber yeah and the whole realistic background of that is it kind of represents the well what you said as well as fencing they use kind of yes. they don't some of them use they I don't think they use curved hilts but that curved lightsaber actually helps with his form, Makashi, and mm-hmm. it's able to. He's very, he's very calm when he just say fights anybody with his lightsaber, and he is able to like use it with like he would be able to point instead of like going ahead and like doing a defensive block or anything. Like he's able to do that, but he's he's a lot more flexible with that curved hilt. And yes. Matt, I know you love the curved hilt. I love the curved hilts. I really do. I think they look awesome. But that leads up to he ends up training Qui-Gon, which I think we'll cover when when we do discuss Qui-Gon. We'll kind of go into detail about their training mm-hmm. and everything. But when it came to leaving the Jedi Order, this is what I have from the Wikipedia, 
what's stated, obviously this is up to your discretion on what time that happened. So he basically saw how the Jedi Order, the Republic, and the Senate was corrupt. Um, mm-hmm. And he decided to return home and see his family on Sereno because his dad had passed. Mm. And he basically overthrew his brother, who was the current count at that time, and basically re- reclaimed his title of count and ended up uh, taking possession of the family fortune and resigned. Gotcha. What's interesting is that he, after he got possession, basically after he got the power grab, he told Yoda peace and then went right to Sifo-Dyas afterwards on the way out and said, I will see you again, basically. Yeah. But he didn't join the Sith right away. So he, yeah, he, from the start, he was very rebellious and not fully engaged in the Jedi beliefs, as it said. Yeah, as you said. Yep. So that brings us up to basically the Clone Wars at this point. Yeah. And we see him through the Clone Wars. We see him battle Anakin. We see him pester all the Jedi, even betraying his assassin, who we've talked about, Asajj Ventress, training Savage Opress. That's the main reason I don't really like him. Yeah. Tra- training Savage. Betrayed. Oh, betrayed. Uh... Betrayed Ventress. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, even even in the non-canon Clone Wars, we could see Asajj as she was very strong. I mean, Grievous was very strong in that one as well. So we, so we could see Count Dooku. We see Christopher Lee take on his role in the movies, and the cinematic movies, as well as in the Clone Wars movie, the first release of Clone Wars in theaters, and once he passed away. And then we see Corey Burton, who is a very famous voice actor. He took over and did an amazing job voice acting for the rest of Clone Wars, Count Dooku. And I kind of I like, I mean, I like Corey Burton's voice in The Clone Wars. I think it, it's good. He's a good, very good gifted uh, voice actor. Yeah, I agree. Very, very gifted. Christopher Lee, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was knighted, too. Sir, um, Sir Christopher Lee, just like, yes. Yes, yeah. So he's uh, he was well-known. I mean, he played in, like, what, the fandom trilogy? Because he was in Star Wars. He was in Lord of the Rings. He was in Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> Willy Wonka. He was in Willy Wonka too. Yeah, he was in a. I mean, he's very, very appraised actor, and to have yes. him in Star Wars was a blessing because I mean, we got yeah. to to see him. And he did, like I said at the beginning of the, this episode, he did an amazing job, and we always tried to do his best with the part, even though he was an older older gentleman. Yeah, I mean, he still, like you said, tried to do some flips. It, it, I mean, not, not actually flips, flips. but um, <laughs> more like the, but, the lightsaber. But he did try to combat. Yeah, he tried to do some uh, some stunts here or there. So, I mean, he he's a great actor. Yeah. So, no complaints there. So that one, you want to hear the last part that I want to talk about with with his with Count Dooku's final scene within. Ooh, tell okay. me, tell me. So one thing that we know, Count Dooku always was very relaxed and very he loved his lightsaber like as we just talked about his hilt his fighting form he was very engaged with the lightsaber form so he he loved his hands he loved moving them and this and that so when anakin cut off his hands in that couple seconds we see on film we i think from either the the novelization of episode three or some kind of of commentary on Count Dooku in his last moments, 
is that he was like freaking out because his hands were cut off and that was his whole thing like that's how he force lightning he used force choke like he always uses i mean we know that you can use force powers without your hands but force lightning at least um to my knowledge in canon is you need your your fingers for that so he was very afraid at that moment and we knew he would they lost everything yeah he lost everything at that moment but when let's just say she palpatine says do it he cuts off his head like (laughs) i think his his acting in that scene is also just brilliant he's like dude what the heck <laughs> he's turning it i mean it's the way of the sith he should have saw this coming yeah. he should have saw it coming but it, but his his acting it was was a plus on that yes. i i emmy award winner right there i mean i didn't see it coming when first watching episode Wait, isn't three emmy isn't emmy hold on i'm pretty sure emmy's musical right no emmy's for um, like clone wars won emmy Oh, that's television. Sorry. That's yeah. television. That's not film. I'm sorry. I don't know all of the awards. It's television. It's not all of the... I don't know all the awards. I'm not that smart. <laughs> but it's all good. But yeah, so that was like his final moments. And then he went down with the invisible hand, which is weird thinking about. Like this villain for all the Clone Wars was played this major point and plot in the overall scheme of, of Palpatine. Went down. Was killed by the Phantom Menace. <laughs> was killed by, <laughs> yes. Well, was killed by the Phantom Menace as well as his soon new, soon-to-be apprentice, yeah. And, like, that was the whole thing, as we can see in Clone Wars, but we already knew from the prior Episode 3 movie that Anakin was going to turn into Darth Vader, blah, blah, blah. But we can see in Clone Wars that Palpatine knew Anakin was going to be be his next apprentice. It, it it was always palps. Yeah. It was always palps. It was always palps. You know, that's like the whole thing with Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yep. It was always palps. Anyhow, I think that about wraps up everything that we have to talk about for Count Dooku. Josh, I actually do like Count Dooku. I know you said I, it, he's not your favorite. He's not my favorite, um, but I I like him. I Like I said, I think he's underrated. I think that his skills as a, a a master of the force and, and lightsaber combat as well is very impressive. It's one of the best out of all the bad guys, I'd say. Yes. Because Maul, Maul had the lightsaber ability, but he didn't have that force ability like, like Count did. So he, he's up there for me. Yeah. Josh, would you like to tell the Padawans out there who we are talking about next week? We are talking about K2SO. I'm so excited. I mean... The Cassian Andor and K2SO series hasn't really been announced or anything like that, which is a shame. Hopefully we can, hopefully there is some kind of news by the time we start recording for that one. But I think any discussion with K2 and how his personality and the voice actor behind him, just, just amazing. I'm so excited. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going into this a little dark. I know that there's a lot of different comics um and novelizations on k2so i unfortunately didn't read it all the way through but we will be talking about which i think is probably the most interesting thing we will be talking about how cassian and k2 met in the form of comics and if that means we'll see them meet in the show i like that i don't know what they're gonna 
we know they can't go past Rogue One. So, <laughs> oh, dude, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, on that, was, that, on was that little, note, that was a little bit blunt. I'm sorry. <laughs> on that note, I think it's time to wrap up this episode. Make Let, sure to go follow us it. on social medias <laughs> at Wannabe Jedi Cast on Twitter and at Wannabe Jedi Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you guys all next week for K2SO. May the force be with you all. I can't believe it.